Let's try this one more time. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, and slightly distracted by my scarf, <laughs> trying to take it off. Nestled in the heart of Cascadia. <laughs> <laughs> we are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversation about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, simple living, adventures, and life hacks. And today, every bike tour story... All in one weekend. That's right. We have EJ and Ellie with here us in the studio this evening. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having Thanks us. For, yeah. Absolutely. And um, we will get to our every cycle tour story in one weekend very soon. But first, let's catch up on the week. Yes. How have you been, Aaron? <laughs> I've been good. <laughs> it's just really, it's difficult to keep a straight face right now. Uh, <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Um, <laughs> because this is the third time I've started the show. <laughs> we're 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 known for being perfectionists here at the Sprocket Podcast, getting every yes. detail exactly right. And we decided that the first two just wasn't wasn't just good not enough. good enough. You know, it just especially that second one. It was so bad that I didn't even bother recording. <laughs> that's, that's how bad. <laughs> yes, that's right. Brock is Brock is um wonderfully exploring the East Coast right now with our backup recorder. So so with that we bring you take three, the best damn episode of episode three ninety one you've ever heard. <laughs> Covering bicycle Oh no wait, <laughs> wait should we start yes. for oh. no <laughs> No, from here on out we do it live. <laughs> We're gonna. <laughs> Ellie gets it. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, my week was great. <laughs> um, now it feels like, well, so this is at least the second time I've apologized for not going to bike craft, and now it just kind of feels like I'm not. I'm not apologetic enough because I'm. Mm. I've been laughing about having to start this over. <laughs> but I am really sorry I did not go to Bikecraft this weekend. Um, just um, things around the house kept me in the house and then, uh, yeah, had the worst migraine I've ever had mm. um, on Sunday. And so that was the day I really wanted to go to. Yeah, that was the day it we was... had the, the clown show and, and all of the other fun yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Um, so... Uh, I was hoping that all my Christmas gifts would come from bike craft this year, but um, as an apology, I'll make all my Christmas gifts come from Microcosm. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. it from Microcosm. Yeah, <laughs> which is just up the street yep. from here. That it is. Yeah. Although, I should, um, should visit them a lot more often than I do. Indeed. It's pretty fun because um, they usually don't staff like down below. And so oh, it, yeah. it, it, like you'll walk in and it's like, Hello, but then like wistfully out of the staircase comes these people willing to show you cool things about everything bicycle related. Yes, <laughs> it's kind of nice. I I like it. It's um 
Like walking into microcosm is like walking into the bookstore you wish still existed in Portland, except that it does. It still does. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Uh, although we were not able to make it, it does sound like one or two of us were. EJ, you want to fill us in on the action? Yeah, I went to the uh, opening night uh, festivities, which were a ton of fun. Um, uh, stopped, yeah, stopped by. They had they had beer and pizza for for the people folks who came on Friday, and the 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 stuff was great. I picked up some artwork um, and checked out some of the other microcosm publishing. Was one of the things I stopped by, and yeah, it was it was a great show. Mm-hmm. Did it seem like there was anything that the crowd was particularly focused on this year for Bikecraft, or was it? A flurry of excitement all around. It was, I mean, it was the opening nights. People were just kind of like schmoozing and, mm-hmm. and browsing. I didn't see any like huge congregations forming that I could remember, but uh, it was a lot of excitement for sure. Nice. Good yeah. deal. Yeah. Did you get a chance to join as well, Ellie? No, I did not. I was on the Oregon coast this weekend with a group of girlfriends enjoying oh, nice. a lot of relaxation and gal time. <laughs> what is your, what's your favorite spot on the Oregon coast to have gal time? Ooh. Or just in general? Yeah. Um, I've only, well, it's, so the, the group of women I was with, it's, um, they've been going to the coast or not necessarily the coast, but they've been going away for what they call girls weekend every year for the last 12 years. Mm -hmm. And I just moved to Portland and was like recently invited, not recently, but like halfway through this 12 year tenure Mm -hmm. is when I started going. Um, and they alternate every year coast and mountains. My favorite is definitely the, the coast. When I'm in the mountains, I'm like, uh, so there's just like a forest. And I can, <laughs> like stare at trees. Too like much snow. <laughs> or some years yeah. there's no snow. Yeah, some years there's too much snow at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm where just, where was the gathering? Um, we were in Oceanside. Okay. Right. We, um, not we. One of the women in particular was a rock star and found this gorgeous place for us, overlooking the ocean with this spectacular view. So I just enjoyed a lot of staring at the ocean and walking along the beach and just hanging out with amazing women and three really cool dogs. <laughs> Indeed. You made, you made EJ, dog-friendly house. Made EJ go to the bike craft and get all yeah. the all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I was I was drinking wine and having fun. Nice. Yeah. This um week myself I spent pretty much uh Portland bound for the most part. Um it's kind of a, a like classic december week for myself i would suppose um but i uh, recently had the pleasure of learning that i was accepted to have a art installation at a local coffee shop downtown so yeah. that was uh yeah pretty exciting yeah in the other takes you revealed a, a little unknown talent of yours it's true oh yeah so by the way um if you don't know which you probably wouldn't uh unless I either told you or you visited our house. Um, I, t- I tend to paint sort of as a hobby. And um, so I do a lot of like acrylic work on canvas. And I uh, was just talking with our local coffee shop and the owners happened to be there and um, heard that I happened to do art. And apparently I do okay enough art to be able to ask, <laughs> to be able to be asked to, um, to do a, a display. So I'll be having a, a showing there in February, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mostly just do it as a as a like quite literal hobby. Um, like I just give paintings away to friends and stuff like that. But um, a lot of it comes from struggling to find like good or, or art that is like stuff that I want to put on my wall. And so oh. the the nice thing about painting is you're like, well, 
shit, like, let's just make this right. and then you can put it there and it's exactly <laughs> what you want it to be or it's not. And so you paint over it and you, you try again or something like that. Um, but yeah, just sort of um, really nice kind of, um, yeah, out of the blue, like just wasn't expecting it, but it is here now. And so I'm getting to learn all of these little nuances of of becoming a quote unquote i'll air quote it since we're recording a, a podcast uh, a, 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 <laughs> right since it's an audio format not a professional artist by any stretch <laughs> but an artist nonetheless i mean you got an opening it's true I, I think that makes you an artist fair enough i'll take yeah. it yeah i'll absolutely <laughs> yeah. take it yeah add tell, that to your resume yeah <laughs> tell uh, the people where they can find yeah i was gonna say oh uh so it will be at floyd's coffee house the downtown portland location uh as so they do have one over on the east side um i'm not sure exactly when it starts but i just heard back this week um confirming and so we uh i think we'll probably do an announcement i guess yeah. now we have to do an announcement on the on the <laughs> podcast um but yeah look look for that sometime early february to sometime late february yeah. and floyd's is cool because it's probably like the least pretentious coffee oh, yeah. shop <laughs> in the downtown area for yeah. sure well there there's a lot of good coffee shops like to be fair um i i actually like I'm a not, few places. i'm not saying that uh, the coffee shops are bad i'm just mm-hmm. saying <laughs> <laughs> floyd's is really coffee. down yeah. to earth though. no they're super yeah. chill yeah. super chill and floyd's has always been like a really big staple of the neighborhood um when you think of like old town chinatown in particular one that has been there for ages and continues to be a really great source of um community engagement they do like a a friday night karaoke event um every week now they just yeah i would say a pillar of the community yeah and so yeah very pleased and and um feel very privileged to be able to have my art there that's i'm very impressed (laughs) (laughs) yeah um let's see other than that uh my week i was working on film by bike quite a bit and that's very common this type of year um a lot of great films come out so a lot of really fun people to interact with and uh, chat with about that and then on our other recording i'd forgotten to mention um but the other i guess notable thing i did this week was uh call our attorney general of the state of oregon um, because as uh, and we won't get too much into it, but but net neutrality took a bit of a blow this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that is something that's very important to me. So um, I decided to call our attorney general and let her know that I would support her efforts in looking into that whole net neutrality deal a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think um, even if it uh, even if it passes nationwide, there's something we could do statewide? That is the hope. Um, yeah. So, so it's it's actually it's really difficult to track because it's there, it, there's so many facets of it on so many different levels, and um, of course, like depending on who you talk to, there's different things happening in different ways. So, I guess like to simplify, the answer is like yes, but it's kind of like a maybe yes. Uh-huh. Um, and so the the repeal that happened had a clause in it that uh, limited or disabled states' rights to um, go against that that revoke or that provision, and so. That doesn't necessarily mean that you can't do it. It just means that it will require a lot of legal nuance and um, may not be as uh, opportune as uh, a regulations committee simply upholding um, fair and equal access for citizens. So, (laughs) you know, hey, um, net neutrality. Think about it. (laughs) I mean, as as a audio format that sort of, well, depends on the Internet uh, being mostly accessible yep uh yeah it does kind of impact us yeah oh yeah well and that's um a a lot of conversations i have with friends and family members is there's really no facet 
of net neutrality, like the concept of that hasn't touched us or somebody in in our personal uh-huh. lives. It's just um, what's been really nice about it since 2015 is we didn't have to really consider that too heavily because it was just a protection. Um, right. And so, yeah, whether you're a small business or whether you're a um, person trying to access the internet through a public library system or anything across the board, um, it, it really is one of those things that kind of transcends most other levels of interaction on a on a on a daily scale um and yeah it's uh it's important right well yeah i guess we don't need to get into it too much but it is um the internet as as a whole it is part of every not every facet maybe but a lot of facets of life, yep. whether or not you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've kind of gotten to a point where uh, it's really hard to ignore it. Because <laughs> right, <it's, laughs> right. I mean, it's it's almost a utility, like electricity or uh, mm-hmm. gas. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. how I would get anywhere without Google Maps. See? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, what yeah, am yeah. I going to get an atlas? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> really? It, I, it was, I actually um... tried using paper maps at, at work because mm-hmm. uh, they got like all the bus routes like mapped out on mm-hmm. uh, on these like sheets. And they're like, 15 10 years old you know this is before like they had the software for for routing buses and whatnot i i was just so confused (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know i should know how these things work (laughs) definitely well i mean it's a stretch from then having your your cell phone you know ping and be like your bus will be here in two minutes right and you're like oh that's that's pretty cool <laughs> or, even, or even just to like look at the map and go like i want a closer look at this yeah yeah, yeah. You know, two fingers <laughs> for yeah. sure for sure yep. instead of like okay see page whatever inset mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. yeah anyway yeah for sure well some good news this weekend india came out and stated um declaratively that under no circumstance would they get away from the concept of net neutrality so um, india yeah yeah, nice. India, India wow. is on board with net neutrality. Um, so yeah, there's a. Again, we really don't have to get into it. It's <laughs> not a political show, um, but that is something that I did. But I find I that did. very interesting, yeah. and, and you know, there's a lot of people in India, mm-hmm. and a lot of tech in and India, a lot too, of tech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So I would be very interested to see how that plays out for sure. US we'll, policy. We will all get a chance to. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, other on the, than that, on the brighter side of things, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's get into talking about bike touring. Um, specifically, every bike tour story all in one weekend. Um, one single <laughs> week, yeah, compressed into one hour worth of was, Sprocket Podcast like, episode. It's like, it's like 28 hours if you're like, <laughs> yeah, because we didn't even go for the whole weekend, it was one. Oh, night. really? It was yeah, just like it was, one night. It, yeah, it was a Saturday. We we struck out on a Saturday and came back the following yeah. This makes Sunday. it even more mm-hmm. special. Yeah. The next day, it's like bike touring turbo mode. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah, it was a it was a first, first bike camping trip, and we decided to make it simple, make it overnight thing, and um, and then yeah. everything that would happen, everything, <laughs> everything on your cross country tour, yes, we happened <laughs> all in one. It was night. on purpose. We yes. wanted to experience everything all in one day. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. We threw it on the calendar and oh, no, uh, okay. Right. Go ahead. Um, and I had a salsa via, which was a decent, you know, it was a good road bike for that kind of stuff. And Ellie had a public uh internal hubbed uh seven speed. Yeah, seven speed. And she and did a, not a great let... bike. Yeah. Yeah. Not to disparage public in any way. Mm-hmm. Um 
And it's definitely not made to be a touring bike. Well, and we were talking about, uh, I think, a couple of episodes, maybe with Jimmy Diesel. So perhaps last episode, just the concept of you really don't need, like, it's it's useful. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's like helpful, but you don't need an actual touring bike to go out on no. tour. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I feel like this story kind of like plays even more into that sentiment that you can really go out and do anything on any type of bike. Yep. Yet, yep. all it takes is determination. Mm-hmm. And the right tools. And in previous yes. conversations, you spoke very fondly of this Yeah, I love bike. my public bike. Yeah. Um, you still have it? I do still yeah. have it. I haven't ridden it since I got myself Savaya. <laughs> 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 it's just sitting lonely, sure. mm-hmm. lonely in the garage. It has my college beach cruiser to keep it company, <laughs> which I also don't ride. <laughs> so for this trip... But, what what did your setup on the public bike look up or look like? I had well, it's funny because I hadn't really been planning on bike camping. It was EJ. We went in like mid September last summer. Yep, last summer sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Oh, okay. I thought it was twenty fifteen. Okay, so just last summer, um, and EJ had been. He's the one who kind of heard about bike camping and wanted to try it, and he was talking like for a couple months about doing this trip and. I got excited about it and asked if I could tag along. And he said, duh, (laughs) (laughs) of course you can go. (laughs) No, he's much nicer than that. Um, But he said, yeah, of course you can go. So I decided, all right, I don't really have the bike for it, but it's not like off-roading gravel, crazy Mm -hmm. mountain biking path or anything. We were just going up to Stubb Stewart, which is, you know, paved the whole way. Mm -hmm. Um, And Stubb Stewart for our listeners, if um, anyone's not ridden it before, it's a 21 mile rails to trails that, climbs approximately a thousand feet over that distance so really uh, actually like the perfect trail for kind of getting into this type of thing for sure and stub stewart is located right in the middle basically the state park is right in the middle of that rails to trails so for me i that was a draw for me because i am not like an avid cyclist i'm more of a fair weather kind of going here and there kind of cyclist um and i wasn't in great shape for like a long haul kind of trip so it really did kind of take a couple months of EJ talking about it for me to like get <laughs> yeah. up the will to do it. Did you guys ride all the way from Portland or did no. you take the max out? No, I would not have ridden over the West Hills. Yeah. There's, I, there's I no reason to. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason to. Unless yeah. you're a masochist. <laughs> Brock. <laughs> I, Adele. I feel like the only people I've talked to who have done that are, are the... Um, type of folk who are like i must touch every single square centimeter of this pavement upon my journey mm. of the bicycle uh, mm-hmm. yeah uh which i've i've met a few and that's excellent like power to you the max is such a great way yeah. to get yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's really a pleasure yeah. well then yeah, you don't that. have to wake up at six in the morning mm-hmm. you know yeah. no it's, take your time yeah, yeah. much more leisurely trope mm-hmm. you did you max. did you put a lot of planning into this or did you sort of i did not okay <laughs> I, yeah i looked i so we, i sent her uh i think two options of routes because that there's the twalton valley scenic bikeway which actually leaves from like the second to last stop of the of the max mm-hmm. and that's like a 50 mile route but it technically goes up to vernonia so if you to- only go to sub it's like 40 miles or whatever mm-hmm. and i gave her the option like we can do this longer route or we can take the just direct to to sub Stewart. and she's just like nope Let's do the longer route. And I was like, all right, hardcore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on, yeah. So um, we decided, yeah, I gave her, I basically took up, put up options and, and let her pick. Um, um, so yeah, we had put a D, like I planned it out. I printed out little cue sheets. So I went to look at my phone every turn and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but nothing, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, uh, we had friends who were going to meet us there in their car, so we let them carry all the food, which was a nice sort of intro to bike camping yeah. thing, as we didn't have to call, haul too much stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, we headed out. Uh, took the max out. Trying to think, yeah, um, I well, and EJ I think already had paneers or you know, yeah. stuff because he had he had knew he wanted to do bike camping, so he got mm-hmm. the gear. But I was not yet that yeah. sold on it, so, so yeah. I was like, I'm not going to dump all this money into gear if I'm not going to yeah. keep doing it. So I just had like my wire racks for the like wire sort of baskets for the mm-hmm. rear rack on my public bike. Were they the foldable type that No. Okay. And I I actually went into Crank to get those. Mm-hmm. Um and the guy was like, you know, like um I don't even know if they had them at the time. Mm. He's like, you don't really want them anyway. You can fold them down and they're more streamlined, but they're going to rattle the whole time you oh, have yeah. them on your bike. And I am really glad that he mentioned that cuz uh, that would drive me insane. Mm-hmm. So no, they're just like the metal, they kind of they go on and off. Okay. Um yeah, so they're not permanently attached. Um, so I just grabbed like my canvas grocery bags and stuff sacks and just shoved them into the wire racks mm-hmm. and then, you know, put my snacks and extra water in my wooden basket on the front so they were easily accessible. And, nice. Yeah. And we just, we, we packed up and got on the max and got out yep. there. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we got off. I think the second to last stop is like where the Twelve Valley Scenic Bikeway picks up, and so we sort of just followed that, and it sort of winds through farmland and stuff. And so we were doing pretty well mm-hmm. first yeah, half of the and it's, trip. It's beautiful. I grew yeah. up in the Mid Willamette Valley um, between Salem and Silverton, mm-hmm. and it's or the Tualatin Valley reminds me a lot of that area, mm-hmm. a lot, yeah. a lot. It makes me want to go ride. Like the country roads that I grew up on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Go check out Silver Falls. Yeah. Yeah. And many other good things in that in that band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. I yeah. love it. I still I've been not every place in the world. I don't know if anyone has, but I've traveled internationally and I still think the Mid Willamette Valley is one of the most beautiful places on earth. It's mm. I just love it. Yeah. Um so yeah, we we were tunneling along and um everything was going pretty well. Mm-hmm. We made a couple stops and had snacks and stuff like that. And then just outside of Forest Grove, I think we had passed through Forest Grove. Yeah. And Ellie just goes, is side. my rear tire flat? Oh. And I go, yeah, it yeah. sure is. Oh. And we pull not, o- not like a slowly, it was flat. It was just fully flat. All the way flat. Oh. Mm-hmm. So we pull over um, at this driveway, gravel driveway, and sort of we're outside. We're not in the town anymore. We're fully outside mm-hmm. town. And, in um, the country. Yeah. And I, I'm like super confident. I'm like, cool. I got my multi-tool. I got change of tubes. I got everything we're going to need. And then I look at the back of her public bike and realize that it is a nutted hub, not a quick release. Oh, hub. yep. Yeah. And Where's that 15 millimeter <laughs> wrench when you and need to one? To be fair, the multi-tool had that fitting on it, but I yep. could not get enough leverage with a multi-tool mm. yep. to get that nut off. Yeah. And so we sat there for a well, little bit. We didn't like before we even got to that. Like we took off the racks, the wire racks. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah. oh, got right. prepared to change the tire. Mm-hmm. I took everything mm-hmm. out like of everything my front basket. Everything you got to do before taking the wheel yep. off. Yep. Exactly. Oh gosh. And then we start trying to crank on this thing and realize oh, this is not going to yeah. work. What are we going to do? So we hemmed and hawed for a little while. I think I called the guy who was going to meet yeah, us at, our friend. to see if he could pick us up. And he's like, I'm not even, I haven't even left the house yeah, yet. Yeah, he wasn't. He, <laughs> so. and, and this was at like maybe 3, yeah. 34 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh-huh. He had, Was this in the summertime? It was. It was yeah. yeah, it was mid-September. Oh, nice. So we That's still a had, great time. We still had plenty of daylight. We weren't worried about that so much. But um, we just, 
yeah, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, 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 he, he couldn't pick us up. So we're like, well, right, right. Uh, I could. I was like, one option was I could ride back to Forest Grove or to the next town and get the tools I needed and come mm-hmm. back. And while we're sort of trying to figure this out, this guy pulls up, pulls into the driveway that yeah, we're sort the guy of who lives stopped in, the in and in he the goes, house. he's just like, what do you, what's going on? And we're like, oh, we have a, a flat tire. He's like, what do you need? And we're like, um, <clears throat> a wrench. He's like. You need a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> he lo- he's like, yeah. he's like, wait here. And he wait drives. here, you city folk. <laughs> uh, he drives. Yeah, so he drives his. Did truck. you explain to him how the difference between a multi-tool and a, and a fifteen <laughs> millimeter? Like these are very, these are very nuanced differences. I wasn't about to try. <laughs> yeah. I'm not as incapable as yeah. I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he drives back to his house and he comes back with just a full set of wrenches yeah, and like two. He had like. Socket wrenches, wrenches. Right. like he had two metric or standard. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. he had two nice. full sets of nice. wrenches, yeah. and despite his like initial like, really, you came without the correct tool. Like, <laughs> despite that initial reaction, he was so nice and mm-hmm. so super helpful. Like, I thought he was just gonna go and get the wrenches and drop them off and right. say, okay, when you're done, bring them back. Mm-hmm. But he stayed there with us, not yeah. just watching over his tools to make sure we didn't run off with them, but he helped, helped us, us change yeah. the tool. Like, he, yeah, he helped us change the tire. He held stuff for us. Um, we got we got the wheel off without too much trouble, um, got the tire changed, and then realized as we were trying to put it back on that we had not paid attention when we were taking the wheel off to the little pieces of the internal hub. Yeah, because you've got to line them up. Yep. Yeah, and we didn't know any of it. And then... Oh, my gosh. It was... Oh, and when we realized that, it was like, can I swear on this podcast? (laughs) We were like, fuck, what do we do? (laughs) And we could see there were like these tiny yellow like like marks. And we're like, okay, these have to line up somehow. And and this guy... But we couldn't The guy who lived there was still with us. He was like, "Mm, I don't know. He was trying different things. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. was trying it. I went like the three... We had three heads together who had no idea. And we're like, we couldn't. We did not. Yeah. We were not able to figure it out. So we came to the conclusion. Well, okay. Let's get the wheel. Let's get the bike in rideable condition, yeah, even if it's stuck in the lowest gear. Yeah, mm-hmm. which can, it was. We can at least yep. we yep. can at least yep. ride into the next town and get a bike shop to look at this and fix it. Yeah, yeah. I love and that there, attitude, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was perfect. And we had looked up the nearest bike shop was like maybe two miles, two miles yeah, away, it so bad. it would have been a slow ride, but certainly not impossible. Yeah. So we, all. yeah, so we started reassembling the bike, getting yeah. all the, the baskets yeah, and everything. Yes, so we, we got, we got the, the wheel back on. Um, I was starting to load up, um, yeah, starting to load the baskets back up, put all, like put, you know, stuff sacks and canvas back, starting to put that all back in. And we're getting ready to turn around and hit the road again. And these two women ride up to us and they said, hey, what's going on? We're both bike mechanics. What? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they knew I, you were having I a problem. I literally well, was like hands in there, like, "Oh my god, are you serious?" <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, so, so perfect. We're like, we explained what happened. She's like, "Oh yeah, the the nut, like the the internal hub is a pain in the ass." Like, yeah, I'll I'll take care of it. And she, it, without even taking the wheel off, like just sort of like yeah and we were like we can take it. it off and she's like no 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 like i'll fiddle it i'll like i'll i i can get it i think it was like a challenge and a puzzle she really wanted to figure out and i don't know if she said this because it's true or she just wanted to make us feel better but she said you know there are even bike mechanics that won't touch these it's really complicated so uh, it, so i don't 
No, it's interesting you say that because um, our because you won't touch them. No, no, no. Our <laughs> shop. No, well, I've I've heard that too. And our shop relies on exactly those hubs in your bike uh, mm. for all of our rentals oh, for really? for the multi speeds. And so, mm. um, yeah, we like that's one of the first things we do as training is like, all right, like let's really learn how to like solve all the little things that can really get screwed up along that chain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would. Uh, I, I don't know of too many like Portland shops that would be afraid to tackle that, but I've yeah. definitely seen some situations where it's like, yep, we don't want to touch that. <laughs> or like, sure, we'll touch it. That'll be $75. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah those, those, the those other internal that, hubs like... are total. They, they There's like, they're great because there's one thing that can go wrong most of the time. But when the other thing goes wrong, they're just a total hassle. Yeah. <laughs> that's I think great. she mentioned that, too, because yeah. you're saying it. I'm like, yeah, I, I remember hearing those exact yeah. words. No, that's so yeah. cool that you just had them ride along. And then it was, it was like the perfect happenstance. And so so up until this point in the story, we had two, no, three, two sets, three total angels who just came along at the exact moment we needed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just... Because there was a point, I mean, we're we're telling this story like, oh, and we were getting ready to go, and we were going to blah, blah, blah. And, like, I was frustrated. I was definitely frustrated mm-hmm. by the time we were getting ready to go. I was like, this is not what I want. This is yeah. so hard. It's hot mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So who, I'm tired. We were definitely in the type two fun yeah. area. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, who, yeah. who Ten made miles the in call? All like, <laughs> or how was the call made to, like, keep going on? Or was that even? No, like was we were definitely going like, to go on. Like there was never a thought of okay. like, okay, pack it in, we're going home. Yeah. That was. We I were, don't think that we had were basically equidistant it. from Max and the stu- and from Substore. So it was like, yeah. why don't we just keep going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of right. course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we did. Yeah, kept going. So yeah, we we got the bike all fixed up and and they, as much air pumped into the tire as we could with our little oh God, air right. pump. Yeah, yeah. I had the hand pump. You um, forgot because I was riding it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we headed off. And we definitely took the shortcut. We didn't do any more of the Tuolumne Valley. Yeah, so this was yeah. We had there were maybe like ten or fifteen miles left on the Tualatin mm-hmm. Trail, and we we abandoned that because we knew like we were running late already. Yeah, we knew we were running late. This was cut into our time, and if we if we did it, we would be arriving well after dark, yeah. and mm-hmm. we didn't want that. Yeah, so we headed out, and um, we were. I mean, from there on, it was pretty much a standard yeah, trip. Yeah, it was, it was great. We got to Banks, and um, did we stop? No. I, no. No, so we, we, were, we were like, we're late. We got to keep going. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> was your friend calling you like, hey, he, where are you well, guys? Well, the funny, the fun thing yeah. about that is I had a T-Mobile phone, which means I have no coverage outside the Portland metro area. <laughs> um, True. And, yeah. I have Verizon, so <laughs> um, I have service. So I think we were we texted him saying we were late. Yeah, we're, like, we we're not dead. We're just late. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and yeah. there is cell service at Stub Stewart, so he was able to yeah. Communicate with us, but we were running out of daylight. Yeah, for um, sure. So we just kept going. Yeah. Well, we kept going. We got to Banks, and then when you're when you're going through Banks, and you are right at the start of the Banks Vernonia Trail, mm-hmm. there's a bike shop right there, right yes. there. Right. and they were still open. So we went in, and the guy was able to put some more air in my tire. I forgot about and that. And tighten yeah. up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he had to tighten up the the wheel at all. I think we got that fine, mm-hmm. but he put more air in the tire, which yes. was yeah. beautiful. That was great. They're yeah. always super nice there too. Like I like to stop in for mm-hmm. ice cream because uh, mm-hmm. he keeps this little freezer. And so on the hot yeah. September day, like you either <laughs> oh, start, oh yeah, you either start <laughs> or you get done. It, it, it's the perfect like beginner bike tour. Like <laughs> and not even beginner. Like I do it all the time. <laughs> time. So it's uh it's great because you like get started or finished with an adventure, and it's like yeah, I like ice cream sounds pretty 
fine right now. So you get mm-hmm. to hang out in a bike shop and like mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. bikes and eat ice cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. So once we got the air in the tire, we got to go in on the big spoon. Yeah. So yeah, and you learned this later, but we basically got to the first sign we saw for Stubb Stewart. We're like, well, we got to go up this way. And we took the back way in yeah. basically we took the mountain bike trail yeah like we in. knew oh. we knew oh, yeah we knew the name yeah. of the campground we were going to yeah. and the name escapes me now so we just we yeah we we didn't have a map of the banks like of the stub Stewart mm-hmm. park so we were just going with like the little sort of mini billboard they have there uh-huh. of the, yep. the map of the yeah you know the map of the park and like here's the trail that goes through and mm-hmm. so we knew the we knew where we we're going and we just followed the first sign that we saw for our campground because it was getting so, dark it was getting dark we just wanted to get you there went, you went up above so, the day use area and no then that's down. the way you're supposed to go if you want paved roads oh. 98 like percent of the like way a, there's like I a mountain bike the... switchback that goes yeah. up yeah. and then like, and then back down into the hor- into like the oh, bike camping area yep mm-hmm. no i've never done that one. so yeah i don't you should. think it's a it's a lot of fun especially on a public bike yeah. <laughs> on a public bike with like very little tread on I the tires seven yeah. speeds that's all you need exactly, exactly. yeah so yeah, Ellie. Yeah, I think so we, I think we, I think we walked bike. up that switchback because we were both. We ex- we walked and rode. There were some sections that were just a little too steep and a little too muddy yeah. for my bike, for my tires, and yeah. And I like I've not done any mountain biking, off roading, so my comfort level was uh, pretty low yeah. at that stage. So I definitely did some walking up, but it was like. But we walk, rode. like almost jogging up because I was like, we got to get there. It's going to get dark. I don't want to mm-hmm. put together our tents in the dark. Plus, yeah. we were tired and just wanted to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we we rode. In. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we we, uh, we rode in um, to camp and like literally our friend was our friend was already there. and His name is Jeremiah. And Ellie was just yelling out, Jeremiah. Well, <laughs> except that uh, it's convoluted, but his nickname is Sherry. Oh, that's right. So I was like, Sherry, <laughs> Sherry, where are you? <laughs> Mostly as a joke because I knew where he was, but it was dark at that point. We couldn't yeah. see him. So just like, Sherry. We're here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give did me you, a beer. Did Sherry come to your rescue? He, he was did. there. He, beer in like, hand. Ellie, I hear you. So yeah. yeah. So we found the he campsite. Yeah, we had a beer within like moments of arriving, which was mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, we got our tents set up without too much hassle. Yeah. Maybe maybe had a you, headlamp or two. Had you guys been camping before? Was this camping? Like, yeah, yes. we've been yeah. camping okay. for camping. sure, but never bike camping. Always yeah. car camping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But setting up the tent was not going to be a problem. It wasn't a big no, tent. No, no. I think it, it, it was a new tent. Uh, I bought it for like Because we have like a Coleman camp, like a sure. tent for car camping mm-hmm. that's bulky, but trying to bike camp with that would be next to, it would be possible, but annoying. That would be some type three <laughs> experience. <laughs> that would be like, we need a trailer for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got it, we got it set up. It was a new tent, but you know, easy to set yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the backstory about why I, went to sub store it was i had heard on this no, no, show no. oh pardon me <laughs> oh yeah no you had heard on the show yeah sorry I, they see <laughs> i was like no it's a surprise <laughs> brock, brock this brock, is a surprise ending no this yeah <laughs> so we didn't, we didn't hear this part yet <laughs> no yeah this so brock had talked about sub Stewart on the show i don't remember what episode but he said it's like camping in rivendale i'm like that sounds amazing to me mm-hmm. and you know i'd heard about it as a good beginner beginner uh it's site. just the right distance. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. From Portland. Yeah. So yeah, basically, the, this show and Brock was sort of why we were there uh, in large part. And so we got our tent set up, and then Jeremiah, Sherry, 
said, yeah. uh, well, there's a communal fire running. We can go get our, grab our beers and, and, and go hang out there. Yeah. Like, yeah, that sounds great. Was this we the first time first. he was at Stub Stewart too? Then? I think so. I don't know if it was the first time. Oh, sure. I, I don't think he had yeah. been to Stub Oh, yeah, yeah. Stewart I think before. that was the first time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we go to the fire ring and we're just hanging out and there's a guy standing there throwing wood into the fire and he's telling this story and I'm like, man, his voice sounds really familiar. Hmm. And I just go, is your name Brock? And he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I, go, <laughs> I, go, I listen to your podcast. I'm EJ. And he goes, oh, you just signed up to be a contributor, didn't you? I was like, yeah, I did. He's like, oh, that's really awesome. So that's this whole thing is also how I met Brock for the first time. Yeah. Oh, that is so <laughs> <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> and like, it was, very appropriate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was funny for me because I knew about the Sprocket podcast, but I didn't know like the names of the host or who sure. was on it. And, you know, I knew that EJ had heard about, about bike camping and Stump Stewart on the Sprocket podcast, but like putting, like for me, putting all of this together, seeing it happen at the firing was so, so funny. And after all of the stuff that happened on our yeah. trip out, like the flat tire and the guy with the wrenches and the mm-hmm. two mechanics and like finally getting there and getting these set up. Mm-hmm. And then, and then like, of course, yeah, of, of course. course we're going to run into <laughs> yeah. the guy who told EJ about this place. Like, of course we're going to run into the guy responsible for the whole trip. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was, uh, that's, our, that's how I met Brock. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was, and uh, he was like, what's your name? Yeah, yeah, he like recognized. EJ. He's like, oh yeah, you just contributed yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I recognize your <laughs> yeah, name. He recognized my name. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, we uh, we actually make Brock kind of like live out there, so that oh, nice. every <laughs> right. time He's, yeah. that somebody contributes, <laughs> and and then they happen to go on a bike ride, we sort of like send them down that. That path. makes that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's kind of like I just got this crazy idea. I'm gonna go to mm. Stub Stewart. <laughs> It's, it's I also a, just just started donating to the Sprocket Podcast. We we'll see Armando right. <laughs> this weekend. We'll oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert: We just got a new donor <laughs> by the name of Armando Luna. <laughs> so, um, yeah. um, in terms of your trip, one of the things that brought us towards. Um, getting to this point on the show is that uh, you were sort of re- reliving that tale at the at at this wonderful location mm-hmm. uh, called the Beer Mongers. Ooh, yes, yes. on Southeast Division and Twelfth. And and the Beer Mongers just so happens to be the location of the um, Pedal Shift Turns One Hundred, which is where we where we started this story. Mm-hmm. But it also happens to be our beer sponsor. Yeah. Um. And I had been drinking. It's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite of the Lionheart kombuchas, the Heroes Blend, um, whatever they put in there, it's all right. <laughs> I, I think it must be Lionheart. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. no. That's what gives it that red textury flavor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's got dark. <laughs> well, lucky Sorry, for guys. me, I'm enjoying something completely different, <laughs> which is the stone enjoyed by Christmas. It actually says on the bottle, like don't drink this after 12 25 17 which i is... wonder what what the like is it just marketing or what would happen yes. I'm, yeah i'm <laughs> yeah, very tempted to say yes marketing. the like inner inner um hopeful in me wants there to be something else <laughs> but uh, either way it's a pretty tasty ipa so gotta gotta give props just down there yeah uh, and I'm having the Fort George uh, Cavatica Stout, which is a wonderful beer for 
cool rainy days. This was one that was requested. Yes, actually. Yes. Yeah, you were you were wondering I, or you were thinking, what yeah. is a good rainy day mm-hmm. in cold weather? Yep, it's a go-to. So good. Mm-hmm. And I uh, love Cavatica Stout too, but it always always catches me off guard yeah, it's, it's how point, strong it is it's 8.8 oh, yeah. oh, percent yeah i'm always like <laughs> and i in my head i'm like oh it's 8.2 it's 8.8 which is so much As better if there's so much difference <laughs> yeah. between 8.8 like that 0.6 percent abv is gonna make all the difference mm-hmm. it does mm-hmm. I, it that's does, what though. i keep telling myself <laughs> that's why i'm so hammered after i have two <laughs> yeah i'm not drinking that today though I've got a collaboration here between Town Series and Alexandria Nicole Sellers. It's a Syrah Tompkins Imperial Oatmeal Stout brewed with Syrah grapes. Sounds very fancy. Who would have thunk it? That's mm-hmm. really good. I would recommend it. This is a, a stout with with sort of like a wine. Well, it's not stout and wine mix, though. It's like just brewed yeah. with, well, with it grapes actually or says, with wine grapes. I didn't even read the whole description. The full description is Imperial Oatmeal Stout brewed with Syrah grape must from our friends at Alexandria Nicole Cellars. I don't know what grape must is, I have to admit. I have no clue. I'm I'm intrigued and a little bit apprehensive. (laughs) I don't think I want to Google it. It sounds like one of those. Must is like... It, it's a little well, too close some, to must. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what I was must. thinking of. It was like, it's like grape it's like, pheromones. Right. right. Huh. Like, I, I think of a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, side note. When EJ and I were looking to buy our house, we were going to open houses over a summer before oh. we were like, we're really ready to buy. And the first open house we went to, we walk in and we're like, what is that smell? Oh no! That's Come to find out, your new it's home. ferrets. It was the smell of ferrets. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And in my head, it's still referred to as the ferret house. <laughs> yeah. We didn't. We did not buy that house. We did not buy the ferret house. We did buy another lovely house that we're very happy with. It's true. There's, I thought there's... all new houses just smelled like chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> right? Isn't that the standard new house smell? Maybe. Sure. If your if your realtor is on it, yeah, if you're yeah. apparently they're this, on the ball. This realtor yeah. dropped the ball. Mm. That reminds me of a house growing up that we always referred to as the trampoline house, uh, because the upper floor wasn't built properly, and so it actually moved about an inch and a half um, as you crossed from one wall to the oh, other. Geez. Oh my gosh! And and I I can like. 28-year-old me can definitely see now why that would be a concern for somebody purchasing a house. <laughs> but but 8-year-old me was like, why don't we get the trampoline house? <laughs> it's so much fun. I'd, I'd definitely take that over the ferret house, I'd mm. have to say. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a DIY project where they're like, let's let's knock out the wall between the kitchen and dining room. And uh, they just forgot to replace it with a supporting beam. Oh, those pesky permits. Oh. <laughs> Overrated. Who needs safety? Mm-hmm. It's a, um, I guess a long-winded way of saying thank you, Beer Monitors, <laughs> for sponsoring. Um, I always appreciate the support. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, uh, we've posted the audio for the story behind the big stick. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got a chance to get that cleaned up and online. Yeah. So if you've ever wondered th- about what is the reason for the big stick and why do we keep mentioning it, uh, you will soon... Well, you will know. Just mm-hmm. listen to the audio. Mm-hmm. And so um, back to touring for a second here. 
at this point were all of the adventures over or or how did you end up getting back into portland yeah all i would say all of the adventures are over yeah, um, forever. The only no, other no, uh, just for this trip. No, I hope I, the adventures. Well, are I got really concerned. It was, concerned. Like, <laughs> we, it was, that was like, so. That was such a finite. The, they're, they're over they're forever. <laughs> oh, definitely no, official. That certainly like, wasn't intended in that, in that respect. <laughs> no, I guess because uh, we were we were talking about how um, earlier that that you went through basically like all of the stages of like <laughs> a uh, cross country bike tour, but you did them all in like this very compressed <laughs> timeline. <laughs> You um, got some. You got some road magic. Mm-hmm. You got your flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got your mechanical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, on the no. way back down. So if, when you're leaving Stub, when you go to Stub Stewart from Banks, it's it's flat until it's not, and then oh, it's yeah. just a slow uphill yes. mm-hmm. grade. You know, like that two per two or three percent grade, and you just up, up, up. And it's right exactly when you don't want it. Exactly, yeah. it's right at the end. But at least, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing about that mountain bike trail we took in. It's just like up, 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 <laughs> up. Yes. Climb, climb, climb. But I was not prepared for that, and I did not enjoy and still do not enjoy that part of the ride up to Stump Stewart. And the look on your face as you reminisce. <laughs> yeah. Just like, fucking uphill. I can handle uphill as long as there's a downhill immediately sure. after mm-hmm. it. Like, But if it's up, 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 you're here, and the up, up is like for an hour. Because <laughs> I ride slow. It's an hour for me. Um, yeah, so the up, 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 and then, oh, hey, here's a mountain bike track you didn't know you were on. Yeah. I was not having it at the time. <laughs> but then by the time we got there, I did feel like such a badass for doing this on a public bike, my literal grocery getter bicycle, loading it up and then like trekking uphill and then off-roading with it. It was super fun. Yeah. But then on the way back, because we still didn't know there is a paved path that you oh, can take wait, to get you took the up. mountain trail back. back. Yeah, because we didn't Sing- know the other trail oh. existed. I didn't Single know. Single tracking on a public bike. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We've been to Stub Store. I've been to Stub Store three times, and it was only the most recent trip that I learned that there is a paved path. Wait, so that, that means you can at ride least to twice you've taken the... Yes, twice. Oh. So I still... It's still my favorite path huh. because when you keep going... Because by the time... like I hate the slow in the slow incline and so like i would rather oh, do yeah. the mountain mm-hmm. bike trail because at least it's something different and yep. there's a little bit of downhill and it's more interesting and more yeah. fun than just like hey keep going up um and then with the paved path that you can take like through the visitor center like whatever that's called like the parking lot mm-hmm. there's another like you kind of go like up and then down and then there's like another really st- deep uphill so when i rode that that was just like when i was like fuck it i'm done i just want to get off i just want to get there so yeah i if i were gonna do it again which i will i'll still take the mountain bike track up is the mountain bike track before or after the main entrance because as i before it is before yeah when you're coming from banks gotcha well shoot i want to take that now i think on, on the other end of that coin like i apparently have never noticed that um so i'm like excited because <laughs> you probably knew where you were supposed to be going oh no not even that like i've taken uh i've taken like another trail that's like past it and so i was just wondering but it's more like a like a very short cut through um i wouldn't describe it i would describe it more as like a walking trail oh, okay than, yeah. than one of the mountain bike paths so i was just Got curious it. if that had been um if we were thinking of the same thing there that's what i was originally thinking it's, of po- originally, it's possible that it's so. that it is more of a walking trail but we've 
we've encountered bite yeah. Oh, yeah. bites yeah, for sure. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And horses. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and horses. Oh, really? Uh, uh, not on that. Not path. in the switchback, but on well, like, mm-hmm. between there, that yeah, switchback. Yeah, I mean, there are horse the... trails up yeah. in Stubbs Stewart. Yeah. 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 So yeah. for all of your horse riding listeners, <laughs> for yes. your equestrian <laughs> needs, I learned don't ring your bell. Okay. Oh, you yeah, that'll spook the horses. You don't want that. Say hi loudly and. Hi. Do you wave your hand? I can't remember if you're supposed to wave your hand. There's only one way to find I, out. I'm inclined <laughs> to say no. I, I think there's probably, I hope there's more than one way to find out. <laughs> Horse yep. throws the right in. Well, I, I guess thought, I wasn't supposed well, to wave my hand. <laughs> what? I uh, I shouted hot pizza at the horse and it just bolted. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. Uh, but yeah, on I, wonder, the- <laughs> I wonder whatever happened to that guy. <laughs> Nothing newsworthy, yeah, it yeah, sounds right. like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably good for him. Well, I don't. If you were, were you go, talking about the ride back down? Yeah, on okay. the, on the yeah. way back. So, so it's all uphill. Not all, but the last several miles of the trek up to Stubbs Stewart is all uphill. So on the way down, we were just like cruising, 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 and then you get into like a flat straightaway, and we had uh-huh. just come into that flat straightaway. And we see these two women like waving huge waves at us. And EJ recognized them before I did. It was like, who the hell are these people mm. waving? It was the two bike mechanics oh, from the yeah. day before. <laughs> they were going on. Um, they were going to keep going out Highway 6 and be like, go up into the um, the coastal range and find a place to camp out there. Oh, cool. And they were like, yeah, we might go to Substore the next day, like, tomorrow, or we might just head back to Portland. We'll were, play it by Were here. they Portland bike they mechanics? Were, yeah, they were, okay. yeah, they were Portland. Yeah, so they're around. Yeah. They, they may be listening. Uh, I don't remember your names, but if you recognize yourselves in this story, thank oh, you, thank you, so thank cool. you so much for saving us that day. <laughs> yes, it was it was wonderful. It was great. But they were waving. It was the two they, of them, yeah. the waving mm-hmm. super big at us. It was just like the icing exactly. on the cake of this whole weekend. Mm-hmm. It was so, like, oh my God, here they are again. Yeah. So many random encounters so that weekend. Fun. It was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sometimes like, uh, it's it's, always odd to me like how small the world is sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. and you you have these like moments in terms of just like random acts of kindness or that otherwise like wouldn't come or or, or it feels like they wouldn't occur naturally but like bike touring somehow it's just this magnet for like humanity or in the terms of getting bailed out of places yeah <laughs> like when in doubt when you're when you're out of luck like if you're on a bike, you're you're probably going to receive help from somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... Don't count on it, mm-hmm. but it is more likely than not. <laughs> and cycling is so much more of an interactive form of transportation than just being in your car, even on mm-hmm. a bus when you're crammed in with other people. You're not interacting with them. But when you're on a bike, at least for me, when I'm on a bike, I am like smiling at little kids on the street and I'm waving to other people and I'm smiling at other cyclists and I'm interacting with the people around me. And Personally, I could not imagine being on this tour and being in the position of the bike mechanics and just like pedaling by and like, hey guys, good luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like you're gonna stop and you're gonna make sure they're okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely, that's great. There's, there's just something about that face to face interaction that's like just reconnects you with your humanity. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, something about not being enclosed mm-hmm. in a steel mm-hmm. cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because even just, though you can see other drivers in your car, you're not waving at them and right. saying hello and like, oh, what are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it the Sprocket podcast? When you were, it should be. When you were, um, so so now that you've done this, it sounds like you've done it a couple of times in repeat. 
was there anything that you sort of had like a preconceived notion about that was challenged through this experience or do you feel like you knew like pretty much what you were getting into and it it turned out to be that case it was i think uh i was way more nervous like the first time i left the house with the cue sheet and like everything because i was also like in charge of the route i was really nervous because i'd never like gone that far out Mm -hmm. on a bike with and being responsible for the two of us and making sure that we got to where we're going okay but then once we got like once you like get like basically two miles from your house, like, okay, it's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Like the nervousness mm-hmm. just sort of disappears and you're like, okay, I'm, I got it. Like I'll figure it out kind of along yeah. the way. So that, that was something that I didn't really know what to do, how to, how to, what to expect when we first did it. Um, I think it was a little easier than I thought I thought it was going to be just mm-hmm. like, you just put your head down and pedal and you'll get there. It's like not mm-hmm. not rocket science. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's interesting. And I'm glad you asked that question because I, had forgotten the way that I felt before I went on this trip. And I was anxious, not like panic attack anxious, but I was a little nervous about it just because, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And the most, the most anxiety inducing part of it for me was just, we're going to be in the middle of nowhere on Uh, our bikes. If something Mm -hmm. goes wrong, what are we going to do? Yeah, and now we have the answer to that question: <laughs> the kindness of strangers yeah, and yeah. bringing the proper tools. Yeah, yeah a wrench. We never a leave home without the proper tools. Going in my now. bag every time I leave the house. Yeah. For more and than, yeah. Salsa comes with two quick release tires. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are some benefits there for yeah. sure. There are. Not to disparage the public in any way, but I mean the fact that goodness, it survived. I, I mean, it, that if you hadn't been for the flat, that trip would have been a completely fine mm-hmm. on that bike which but is, it, I think, we a, wouldn't be here telling a story about it that's true mm-hmm. yeah. so thanks for getting <laughs> <Yeah. that one. laughs> it was such a great trip though and it was funny because when we were telling Aaron this story at beer mongers I was like kind of recounting in that moment of bike touring was like is this not like problems going wrong but just is this what it's like? Like people are always stopping and helping you and like <laughs> you're just always kind interacting of. with <laughs> generally happens over a longer period of time. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's why, well, yeah, I made that observation uh, when you're retelling this story, like this is something that happens like when you're going down the coast or when you're going across country or <laughs> like this happens on like long cycle touring trips and you had it all like in one weekend, <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Sure did. Are there any trips that you're sort of? I was gonna say, how has this changed your relationship to like bike touring or bike camping? Which I kind of equate the two. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think I'm less apprehensive about doing it now. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I we haven't we don't have any trips planned uh, coming up, but it's also the winter, so yeah, yeah, (laughs) Um, we'll give it some time. Yeah, is, is it Rooster Rock that you've talked about going out to? Um, not or no, that's I'm um, thinking of where we. There's saw one that's on eighty, I, like on along the along the, the clump, yeah, along mm-hmm. the gorge, and I can't remember the name of the campsite now, but that was another one that's quick to get out to. Mm-hmm. If you basically take the max out to the end of the like to Gateway or whatever, and you can ride out to is that Ainsworth. Ainsworth, yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't never been there before, but that's another one that I've like bookmarked as a quick one that a I little can, bit farther is Eagle Creek campsite. Okay. Um, it's, in my opinion, a little bit easier to. Well, I guess they're pretty equally easy to get to, actually. Um, but I like Eagle Creek. Okay, like it, there's a lot of good hiking around there. I think that's mm-hmm. the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's a little bit farther. Yeah, yeah. And I was just gonna say too, with any success based on the um, progress updates from the gorge, it looks like Eagle Creek is 
and Ainsworth as well are, are in a good position to be open. Maybe not the be- very beginning of the season, um, but they've been making really good progress out there. Oh, so, how great. Oh, with the uh, fire, you mean? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. It's 100% contained. Yay. I read that <laughs> in the headline the other day. Oh, like, really? Yay. <laughs> it may still be burning a little bit. It's it's contained. Oh. Yeah. Woohoo. Wow. It, you know, that it, it occurs to me, like, you know, you just don't really think about it if it's not in the headlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. It's still that going. That was still, still going. Still yep. a thing that's yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. No fireworks on public grounds, you guys. It's, <laughs> you know, literally a crime. I maybe I'm an old man, but I I think I'm just done with fireworks in general. I know, especially when it's so Ditto. dry. Well, and I, yes, yeah. I and it's fight. only gonna be getting like this is my climate change portion of the <laughs> of the series. Preach it. It's only gonna get worse. Yeah. Why? What? It's. <sighs> this is my frustration. I just don't think it's worth it. Like, fine if you want to do like the major fireworks displays that the city sets off. Like, they're equipped to deal with that and handle it if something goes wrong because they literally have a fire truck. That's kind of with a tanker thing. right there. Yeah, leave but, it like, to the professionals. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't Enjoy even fireworks. It. it was like a little like a smoke, smoke bomb. bomb. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the lamest of the fireworks. <laughs> like, Come on, you could have at least thrown some black cat firecrackers in there. Sheesh. If you want to like see smoke, snakes. like just wet yeah. a log and try to light it. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll try to be less cynical now. You're good, you're good. Well, fortunately, um, the gorge, yeah, glad to hear is 100% contained. I, I think I stopped I did. I did stop looking at it when it hit like sixty five percent because I was like, "Well, that's gonna like run its course." I I too had no idea it was as yeah. recent as that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with any with any I success, I was just like, "Oh, it's cold and rainy." <laughs> <laughs> this, this it should is, it, it should help it play out. Yeah. We're in the right season for <laughs> quelling fires. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, with with any luck, um, yeah, Ainsworth, uh, which I don't think was as impacted, but um, the parks along that route, if you're planning a future summer trip, um, keep an eye out, but it's yeah. looking better than predicted, which I'm very happy and, about. you know, kind of along those same lines, I, the state parks definitely would, would benefit from our our dollars, mm-hmm. our tourist, mm-hmm. cycles tourist dollars, but also... Um, out there in Stevenson and oh, yeah. and uh, Cascade Locks, you know, they were really impacted by that. They're, those are towns that kind of depend on on that revenue mm-hmm. coming yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. And you know, <clears throat> these fires happen pretty much at the peak of their season. Yeah, definitely. So I, I yeah. can imagine like what their losses are. Oh yeah, yeah. go uh, go visit Thunder Island. Grab mm, yeah. grab a famous small sized extra large size ice cream cone <laughs> from from Hood River ice cream. I don't know the name of it. It's just it's the place where you get a small and it's it's an extra large. Oh for real? <laughs> oh yeah. I've never had ice cream out there. Shit. Well now I can't prank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I one of my favorite things about taking people bike touring in the gorge is like really trying to egg them on to get the oh, extra yeah? to get the actual large because the actual oh. large is like a foot and a half tall. Oh <laughs> Jesus! I kid you not. <laughs> It's soft serve ice cream. It tastes exactly as it looks, but gosh darn if it's not a foot and a half tall. If you get a <laughs> so yes, go out to the, jo- how the, do you, the gorge. How do you share an ice cream cone with somebody? Because you can't eat a whole. I think with spoons. <laughs> yeah. There, there are ways. Yeah. Guess you could lady in the tramp it if you guys get really close. The real, the real, the um, 
Gosh, what I'm talking about my ice cream technique for the specific shot. If you, if you get it, if you get it chocolate coated, you you sit, you give yourself a bit more time. Oh right, right. So you yeah, because sort of like, it holds in all the melted bits. Precisely, mm-hmm. and so you sort of start with you know whichever your preferred side is, and then eat down, and then get the shell around it to yep. slowly go in the pace of your ice cream. Like I've I probably like been to this place this like is... 35 times. <laughs> this is in the life hacks category. Of oh yeah, the show, yeah. I believe. oh yeah. Um, <laughs> we. Come join me sometime this summer. I'm glad we're still recording. <laughs> Cut out on me. Knock out wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, EJ and Ellie, thank you so much for joining us this evening. It's yeah. been a pleasure to have you. Thanks it was great us. to be here. Thank yeah. you. Absolutely. And I know um, that we're going a bit late. You are more than welcome to stick around for our news and headlines. Alternatively. Love to. Yeah, sounds okay. great. Yeah, let's do it. So much fun. Oh, yeah, and I don't have to work tomorrow. We can go yeah. as late as we want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me another That's kombucha. Here you go. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching The Office a lot. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'm on your page. I just, we, like Jane and I just finished The Office uh, for like the fourth time now. <laughs> I know, really? it's so good. Yeah, yeah. There's, I have another, a couple coworkers that have recently just started picking that back up. Mm-hmm. It's a good mm-hmm. show. It's my comfort show. I mean, it's, it's, yes. Yes. I guess so, yeah. It's my comfort show. It's, like it's a good show. Like it's just kind of odd that season. everybody's getting into it again It's a show at the same time. of people you can feel bad about not liking because <laughs> that's not actually who they are in real life. <laughs> and then you and then you fall in love with them in, in the meantime. Mm-hmm. You start out hating Michael Scott and then you realize he's just very lonely. And you feel bad for him and then <laughs> and the so writing gets weird things. and it's like everyone hates yeah. everyone. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. indeed. <laughs> I never stuck it all the way through. I guess that's um, okay. If you don't, shortly make it, after Michael yeah. Scott left, I stopped watching. Yep. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. I skipped the last couple of seasons and then watched like the last three episodes. When we watch, we always skip. Uh, I think I can't remember if it's season seven or season eight, but yeah. we always skip the season just before the last. Yeah, um, for that exact reason, mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah, try to like finish out the show <laughs> to get some closure. Um, but yes. Enough with the office. Speaking, no, 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 you're good. You are, you are absolutely fine. Um, speaking of office, I, 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 that's it. <laughs> We've got. Don't, don't ever use that. That's as good a segue as I can, I could find. We'll, we'll just go ahead and play it. Is that we'll, because there are calendars in offices? We, we, we may not be in no, Tim's just... office, but we do have calendar announcements <laughs> for we this go. week. On the second Friday of every month is the Boston Bike Party. Yeah. Um, also on the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. And on the second Sunday of every month, and we'll make it out to this, um, I, I would imagine soon, is the Corviday Bike Club Ride. Yeah. Did you see him again this week? I did not. Oh. No. Um, was it the second Sunday last week? No, no. Oh, they already that's right. Had that's right. Yep. Yeah. That that reading yeah. the first part of that would help yeah. with the second part. I don't know of if that I. Question. I don't know if I actually saw them. I just think I may have seen them okay. ride by my house. Yeah, I guess I was more I wondering no re- if if we did figure out that correlation. I have no real confirmation okay. yet. Uh, it'll be one of the questions I ask them. Excellent. When they come on the show, which they will. Yay! Um, also, up and coming, and possibly, I'm yeah, I'm sure by the time that you hear this, actually, I hope is December twenty third is our Christmas Eve Eve. A night of barrel-aged beers at at the, the beermongers exactly on Southeast Division and Twelve. You got it. Oh my gosh! So, uh, beermongers is doing a early, early Christmas celebration for all those that want to actually do something on Christmas Eve. Um, although you can still go to the beermongers on Christmas Eve. Uh, you can go to the beermongers on Christmas Day if you w- so wish. This is true. 
Um, they're they're doing a night of barrel aged beers, um, and the tap list is TBA, but they do have some really good ones. As I um, was overhearing at um, the beer mongers, and so if you're a fan of barrel aged, if you're a fan of winter ales, if you're a fan of the beer mongers, and you just need to get away before Christmas Eve, <laughs> December twenty third, you got family in town, <laughs> or take your yeah. family, or t- yeah, I like my family. Just for the record. <laughs> And now for our What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast I like my bike, it's fast I like my bike, it's fast It circles around the city lights From Streets Blog via... This random person named EJ, who happens to live in Portland, <laughs> apparently a car salesman, doesn't like public transit. Surprise! Um, Elon Musk is revolted by transit is the, the title of this article, um, and I believe the title may lead on. Um, <laughs> listen to the words Musk says. It is clear that he has a very superficial understanding of the dynamics of transportation systems. Quote, people like individualized transport. All right, until they all want to go the same way at the same time in big clunky cars and get stuck in traffic. That part was not part of the quote. Uh, <laughs> no, that's Streets, streets Blog's editorial. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the frustration of a traffic jam is something Musk is quite familiar with, and yet he seems oblivious to the fact that his own individualized transport solutions will end in the same congestion. Yes. So, yeah. Odds. So, but it's so futuristic. He, the funny thing is, is like, yeah. You know, he invented, he just reinvented car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Essentially. I, I keep thinking that he, what he, what his vision of the future is, is the hover chair from Wally that humanity triumphantly cast aside at the end of the movie. Mm. Like, that's what he <laughs> thinks is great. That's <laughs> the point of the movie is to cast aside these, these things. Yeah, but I always imagined it was something like in the realm of, uh, you ever watch the Will Smith, uh, what is that movie now? With the, the, the robots. I robot. I robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't even. I wasn't even like trying to make a joke at that. <laughs> I know that's usually my go-to, where I say something and I say like the title of which I can't remember, and it's usually obvious in what I was saying. I wasn't actually going for that this time. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. In I robot, they had literal like pods or these like capsule-shaped little things going, you know, on these various tracks yeah. to wherever you wanted to go. I often mm-hmm. wondered if that's what he was thinking, but maybe. Regardless, it just seems like he's inventing car again, <laughs> or or like yeah, reimagining what's essentially a car. Yeah, no, right, I, I right. feel you. You're, you're I guess enclosed I'm in this but, yeah. in this space, and you're yep, sitting yep. in it, and you're like going from point A to point B. You know, in this this. Yeah, the steel cage, yeah. so to speak. Oh, it does sound so sad and isolating. The fact that it's underground in L.A. Yeah. Uh, you know, a city that is built along the San Andreas Fault is also <laughs> yeah, that's true. Is concerning to me. Yeah, I, it's interesting, too, because I feel like within contemporary for the most part and and sort of popular culture Elon has been the sort of like savior of of multiple industries um Quite. like yeah, the space yeah. industry is a very good example of that um and so it's interesting to see him and i think that's part of why like 
everyone was looking to him mm-hmm. or or when he came up with the idea and he created the boring company and and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. started this whole idea of, of drilling underneath LA like everyone was like yes mm-hmm. he's going to do it again it's going to solve i i just think like those it's if you look at um what was considered like sci-fi or or like these amazing technological advantage, advantages like circa 1960 and like actually filter through how many have come to life in 2017 sure i um like definitely take this with mattel my hoverboard please <laughs> <laughs> right it's it's like interesting to see like this is um i feel like this is one of very similar types of pr- predictions where um it may come to pass it feels like it probably won't but at the same time like just the the concept of like let's like separate people even more like yeah, sure let's, let's, well I, it's it's kind of sorry go ahead no you're good i i guess what i mean to say is that it takes a lot of guts to stand up to a person like elon musk and so at the end of the day i commend uh, jared walker I, yeah yeah for, for sticking our transit it, hero for sticking it to um that paradigm and yes. basically saying okay that's one view but well, let's so, look at let's look at what backs us yeah, up. Yeah, this this brings us to our next article. Um, well, first off, let me let me just go back to you know sci-fi being really more more of a uh, an allegory for its time. You know, a lot of the things that mm. that that people imagined in in sci-fi in the '60s and even up till now. Mm-hmm. You know, s- some of it, but quite quite often very few of it is really like something that's eye opening and like like literally new technology mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> even the like touch screen stuff that was like on Star Trek the Next Generation that's just it's keyboard you yep. know <laughs> yep you just flattened it out um you know the whole like idea of like these pods in in AI that's just car mm-hmm. you know in a different <laughs> form yep. you know it's just reimagining what we already see um and so I guess, you know, it's cool and it's sexy, but we shouldn't be looking to <laughs> sci-fi movies to help us with our ideas for, <laughs> especially when it comes to moving people yeah. and, and transit. But yeah, for things of the future, um, you know, yeah, we've got the touchscreen technology now, but I really hope like someone wasn't watching Star Trek and going like, I will make that happen. Mm-hmm. I really hope like this was being innovated long before <laughs> yeah. it was like on television. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, back to the subject <laughs> at hand. Uh, our next headline, which was something that you brought to the table, and oh yeah, yeah. Um, it well yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, you're you're good. <laughs> um, so I happened to catch this independently because uh, I follow Jarrett Walker on Twitter. And I saw his tweet about how, um, uh, what is it, elitist, what did he call it? Uh, shoot, I have it here, actually. Because <laughs> we we um, we covered this some time ago in August, oh, okay. this particular um, article that, that Jarrett wrote for Human Transit. Um, elite projection is what mm. it's called. Um, and it's this idea of, you know, uh, the innovator has this idea that is going to make that's going to solve a problem but kind of like what i was saying with with sci-fi um being mm-hmm. sort of a product of of the minds of its time you know this this project that that this innovator is making is also like 
a product of their own projection and if if they you know are of a of a caste so to speak or 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 a station of society um which a lot of innovators happen to be um where you know they have maybe a less of an idea of what skewed yeah thank you yeah what what the rest of us go through <laughs> from day to day um so elite projection as it as it uh pertains to transit you mm-hmm. know um Jarrett Walker called him out, called yep. the Elon Musk out and saying like, you know, this, your idea of the boring company and of these pods here is totally a, a result of, of your own personal mm-hmm. elite projection. Yeah. And I might be editorializing a little too much here. Uh, uh, I, I but, think you, I think you start it pretty closely. I think yes. that, um, that elite projection, like I agree with the majority of, I think what Walker wrote about, um, it's always hard to like assign emotion and or intent to another person. But at the same time, like if you look at what the goal of the boring company is and you compare it against transit science. Yeah. uh, (laughs) And I think he was mostly um, pointing out with, with the article that was in wired, um, you know, with, with Elon sort of going off on transit and saying how awful it was Mm -hmm. and saying like, that is, that is elite projection. Mm Mm-hmm bar none yeah. you know that is i i think if you look yeah. at at transit there's many ways you can look at it and i think this is a case of one person looking at it in a very particular fashion yeah uh, whereas i would argue most transit planners look at it from a, a different fashion which is um how can we get away from the personal pod concept and take you know whatever our current vision or gripe with transit is and invest enough into that so that it doesn't have to be that but can still be public transit right um which yeah so anyways um long-winded way of saying here's our next article elon musk calls transit expert jared walker an idiot and says public transport sucks um we've already covered that second (laughs) (laughs) i think if you're looking at public transit in LA it does suck because there's yeah. not a lot oh, of it bet. but they're trying to build more well, yeah. but it's yeah. like if you go to a city with transit that's really well thought out and done transit is awesome yeah. well even it's if awesome. you're if you're in inner LA too like it's a different story like transit yeah. within downtown for example right is very much different than transit from one of the further reaching sort of like for I guess sure. I would call it like a suburb yeah. um, like if you're trying to go from the San Fernando Valley to downtown LA on public mm-hmm. transit yeah I'm not super familiar but I'm guessing it's difficult if possible at all indeed yeah it's um <laughs> yeah it's interest interesting to see and uh I think that this will be something that plays out. <laughs> I, I can, sure. I can see, I, like, like swing and a miss is uh, maybe how I would describe this. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that might be it. I, I honestly, I, I hold Elon Musk as as a as an innovator, kind of in high regard, mm-hmm. even though he's he's had some misses, mm-hmm. um, but he's also had a lot of hits. Yep. too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and. I was a little disappointed that also someone that I hold in very high regard, Jarrett Walker, is not engaged by Elon as an equal. He just calls him an idiot over social media as mm-hmm. well, which I am, you know, well, yeah. I could editorialize on that. <laughs> Battle but, of the Titans. <laughs> right. But but really, I was I was a little disappointed and I, I really was expecting more mm. of an engagement on that. 
Yeah. Well, and that's uh, that's where the work gets done is in those conversations. So we shall see. Stay tuned. <laughs> Meanwhile, in a little bit more local news, um, this was sent to us by listener. Uh, oh, Rod- Roderick. I'm gonna say Roderick. Okay. Uh, the W and the R makes an R, right? Yes. Uh, so uh, listener Roderick says, not sure if you guys saw this. A lot of my Oregon peeps are screaming about it. And this yes. is in relation to the Southeast Portland Fred Meyer, which recently announced its closing. Um, and so in terms of the geographical scope of where this Fred Meyer is located, we talked a little bit earlier with Madeline about sort of the concept of uh, the 20-minute community or food deserts. And, yeah. and, and essentially with this, um, this Fred Meyer leaving that neighborhood will result in an approximate 1.5-mile uh, increase in the distance in which residents need to travel in order to get a uh, similar or comparable type of I like how you got food. this all figured out already with the numbers. Oh, I <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I'm a number guy, and I, yeah. I love urban planning, so they kind of <laughs> go together there. Well, so in your opinion, does this create a food desert? Um, so yes, and... I mean, I know like that is kind yeah. of an ill-defined concept. Sure. So I guess but... a, a food desert, if you define that by something as a desert would be a place in which you can only access... Um, like convenience store type food and sure. you don't have access to fresh fruits, fresh vegetables and um, other types of what I consider like staple goods. Uh-huh. Um, that doesn't necessarily make it a food desert. However, um, well, so like, yes and no, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like one step in more in that direction. Sure. Um, so there's, there's a Winco over there um, and uh, Jane's oh, yeah. sister. East 82nd and Powell. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Uh, or I think it's like 104th or something, but yeah, kind of like, in that area, or maybe there's a, a second Winco as well. Like it's it's one step closer to, and basically it, it kind of just gets back at that concept of uh, people being like priced out of neighborhoods, and then this effect just sort of cascades. And so I think what we're seeing is a cascading and a continuation and a multiplying of that effect, where um, a sign of Fred Meyer's leaving is one um, step in that direction, but it's a very complicated process in the same in that. Um, I can I can also see the other side of the coin in which uh, there there very well have been reasons in which Fred Myers I could see would would want to curtail that store in the sure. sense of I mean they cite that it's not performing well yeah well, which is business speak yeah. for like there's too much theft or something like that <clears throat> okay is is kind of my impression of that and and I'm you know ready and willing to be challenged on that but but from a business standpoint like you're either not making enough selling goods or you're losing too much through certain areas and so i think like that was their nice way of sure quote unquote but (laughs) and you know i i lived there around there um that was my fred meyer for a real long time yeah i mean Um, that was our fred meyer until like just a year and a half ago (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah and yeah so it's it's interesting because i've always seen it busy um but again, with with the number of people moving out, I can also see the underperformance mm-hmm. end of of things. But it's also possible. I mean, there is an element out there. I I can see where theft might be an issue mm-hmm. as well. And I think it's like I think that they probably weighed that like internally as Fred yeah. Meyer more so than they would admit admit oh, publicly. Oh well, you couldn't you yeah, couldn't yeah, ever yeah. admit that publicly. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of a kind of a shame because that I think that perception creates a mischaracterization of that neighborhood. Sure. Uh, yes, the Southeast Portland Fred Meyer is to close. Um, there is still a Winco in that area. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's, it's something... There's also like... smaller shops. There's the yeah. Portland Fruit Market, which mm-hmm. has always done well. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I yeah. loved going there. Or when... uh, maybe some folks uh, like Green Zebra could could take sure. up the torch or sure. um, People's Co-op or such. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you live further out, there's also the grocery outlet. Oh, yeah. Which is my favorite snack shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grocery outlet is like, is that an Oregon experience? Um, I've never heard of it until I moved here. Okay. So, yeah, I was just wondering. Ditto. Okay. Yeah. yeah, grocery outlet is my favorite, like, Oregon experience. It's similar to, like, Ray's Market is, like, my coastal shopping experience. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what a Ray's Market Ooh. is. Oh, Ray's is the best. See? It's See? Like, <laughs> and there's one in Sisters, Oregon, too. It's, like, a small town, yeah. Yeah, Oregon, yeah, yeah. like, sort of tourist city. But it's not for the tourists. It's, like, the grocery store for yeah, the locals. Where you go. And yep. you just go there because it's the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Best and JoJo's it's, it's in the great. state. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of our news. Um, yeah, it's it's all of these news. I feel like these are going to keep evolving, so it'll be kind of sure. exciting to keep tabs on it. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, if you have thoughts to share, you know what to do. And speaking of, we did have some people who also wanted to share thoughts this week. We got mail. Things always make me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a love-hate relationship with that jingle. <laughs> I can see how it can get old. We should have, uh, or, or I, I was going to say, we should have Armando record a new jingle. <laughs> but we've we've got a new donor this week. Yes, <clears throat> Armando Luna has has jumped on board the sprocket train. Thank you. I for- don't- I don't know why I was I was reaching for something there. <laughs> he's jumped on board. He's bought his ticket. He's ready to roll. And uh, thank you, Armando. It's wonderful to have you on board. Yes. Long time listener. First, first time contributor. <laughs> first time contributor. Which is thank always you so much, excellent. Armando. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you around. Um, speaking of mail. This can... EJ guy won't leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> This this gentleman, EJ, should I let you read so, it? Uh, <laughs> Wait, I want to let you I read w- it. <laughs> I want to say, I apologize if you had sent this to us earlier, and maybe we should have gotten this on an earlier show. No. I'm no, not it, pandering it to you it, at all. It came <laughs> in today, and it just happened to be the, the episode that I was okay. on. Yeah, well, I mean, Ellie and I just watched this documentary last night, and I think it would be something that so would be, good. it would fall into the simpler living category of the show, yeah. I think, really well. But it's a documentary about the minimalism sort of movement, which is- And it's yeah, called Minimalism. Mil- minimalism. It's on Netflix now. It's <laughs> on, which is funny, because the last time I saw Brock, he gave me a Kill Your Netflix sticker, which I feel like now I'm on his show pro- promoting. I too have one of these stickers. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a it's a documentary about how the, the the chase for stuff is just a never ending thing that will you'll never actually get to the place that makes you happy and and mm. sort of the idea of getting rid of things in your life uh, and simplifying. It's just a it's a cool documentary about that mm-hmm. concept. I watched the trailer and there was an interesting quote. Um, interesting. Yes. <laughs> I, I could not drop my voice that low, I don't think. Uh, there's there's an interesting quote um, in there. Whoops. And I just got a call. Sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an interesting quote in there uh, from someone who talks about, you know, how we can do without so much. And then he says something like, and you know what? I doubt we'll ever miss it. Mm-hmm. Um and I just happened to catch that on the heels of reading an article about uh, the people on Easter Island. And, you know, it's challenging one of the theories. 
this will this will connect. I swear. It's challenging. One of the theories of the disappearance of the people of on Easter Island was that you know it was um, a scarcity of of uh, goods. goods and resources, and so then they all like fought over what little resources there were, and they they warred themselves into extinction. Hmm. And um, there's a lot of a lot of writing now. And in this article, challenging that and saying, like, there's actually no archaeological evidence saying that they, to point to the fact that they were warring with each other. Mm -hmm. In fact, a lot of the archaeological evidence uh, points to a lack of weapons. Hmm. Um, Interesting. But coming back to the point of learning to live without, the resources were scarce, but the people still thrived. And they learned how to live without a lot less resources, and they hmm. learned to live with, like, without um, a lot of the native fauna. Hmm. Uh, and it was it was interesting. Um, it spoke to sort of the versatility of humans. Hmm. And and while I'm not looking forward to any kind of apocalypse of any kind, <laughs> or I'm not looking forward to like the next ten years of global warming and and the wonderfulness that that brings, it really gave me a lot of hope about living without and 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 learning to adapt and and how adaptable we are as as a, a species mm. and the minimalism kind of brought that back mm-hmm. uh into play for me yeah yeah definitely you can adapt just like you don't think there's so much stuff in your life that you don't actually need right <laughs> yeah indeed yeah. it's it's funny too because like you could take i would argue you could take almost any object in your presence or something that you're like oh i really depend on this you could shove it in a closet for a week or or you could you could give it to a friend for a week or anything like that like yeah. come 7 days later i'll bet you you will still be there <laughs> yep. Yep. yeah moving really highlights some of that for me like you pack everything into boxes you move to your new place you unpack your sheets and towels and your food and your dishes and the things that you need day to day to survive and then 6 months down the road you've got three boxes in a room and you're like I don't even know what's in those boxes. Mm -hmm. I could throw them away and I would never miss. And then you go through them and you're like, yeah, Goodwill, done. (laughs) Free box on the street. And it's just amazing how much stuff we have that, yeah, you really just don't need it. I think um, like it's an analogy for bike touring as well. Mm -hmm. It's like even the, 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 the leanest you think you will ever get bike touring the act of doing so will cause you to reevaluate that consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I would challenge you to find somebody who hasn't gone on like a long bike tour and not been like, yep, I definitely don't need that or to have like jettisoned something along the way. Mm-hmm. It's like a bike touring is a natural act of condoing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I didn't think to ask this earlier, but was there anything that you brought that you definitely were like, we're not taking this. We We don't really need this. Or conversely, is there something that you didn't bring that... You're like, okay, we're taking this on every bike to a wrench. Proper wrenches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess that would just kind of obvious. Yeah. Yeah. A wrench with a long handle. Uh, we, I mean, looking back, we definitely overpacked because, I mean, we did. We yeah, bought, it was our but, first time. So it's like, what if this? What if this? Yeah. You're preparing for all of those what ifs. Um, so we definitely overpacked. I think the next time we did a better job of, of mm-hmm. packing less. Um, but for me, it was just too many clothes. Yeah. 
Because when I go camping, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know exactly what the temperature is going to be. So I want to make sure I have wool socks and regular socks and shoes oh, and all this yeah. stuff. And I, I've started when I go camping, I hate wearing regular shoes, mm. just like closed toe. So I'll bring like one pair for the ride. And then my other shoes are flip-flops with wool socks. And I go like German style where I like <laughs> shove the socks between my big mm-hmm. toe and my other toes. And then, yeah. And it's perfect. It's exactly what I want. And I've gotten over the self-consciousness of I look like a moron. Hey, comfy. It doesn't matter. Comfy's comfy. Yeah. Exactly. Doesn't matter. When you're in the woods, no one cares. Yeah, no one. No one cares anyway. That squirrel's sitting there being like, oh, they only have the... 2016 fall catalog. <laughs> that squirrel's jealous. He doesn't have squirrel-sized wool socks and flip-flops. <laughs> From listener Jason, we have a Bachfitz that turns into a stroller. Yeah. Hopefully I can... So, um... It, but if, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. If you've not seen this, um, I'm... We'll We'll include this in the show notes. Um, So if you think Bachfits are a cool invention, wait till you see a Bachfits that turns into a stroller. And I was actually a bit dubious until I clicked Uh on the link and then was like, holy shit, like that actually works. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Brock had mentioned maybe this could get by TriMet's uh, no weird bikes policy (laughs) or no (laughs) odd bikes policy. No bikes on, well, bikes on the bus, but on the outside of the bus. Right. For sure. Right. Definitely, you couldn't put that on the outside of the bus, but... Um, I think as long as it could make that turn, like the first left turn into yeah. the um, like extra storage compartment, you'd be, mm. you'd be good to go. Well, but if it's in a stroller, like they let strollers on the bus. Mm-hmm. So, I don't that know. That arguably would take up more space on a bus. Oh, yeah. Like. Yes. Or factually. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm advocating against strollers. Please, mm-hmm. parents, don't. <laughs> Your children are lovely. Everyone we'll loves them. We'll get so much hate mail from you. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Yeah, it was cool, though. I like it's. I liked it because these things come along that challenge your perception of like, all right, well, this is a certain category of this, or like this is the extent of which this technology or this this like type of object can be improved upon. Uh-huh. And it just totally flipped that and was like, oh, yeah, you can also like, I thought bike or Bachfiats were kid-friendly, I think Bachfiat strollers are even more kid-friendly <laughs> and like just friendly, just yes. as um, utilitarian, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. Um, lastly, we got a little piece of audio from our friend Eric Iverson. Thanks, Eric. Um, he put together a little thing, what he calls, uh, what riding a swing bike feels like. I you... wish I wish I could film at the same time that I was playing this. I wish I could film all your reaction. It's exactly the same reaction I had. I almost wish I hadn't listened to this beforehand. I, I think Eric Iverson is my hero. Can, can I please have that for a ringtone? Because I want that. <laughs> oh. It was hard trying to stay quiet. That was so satisfying. Oh, well, I, don't think, I don't know. I don't think I don't you think should have stayed quiet. I want yeah, everyone no. to hear that, though. <laughs> 
Where do you get one of these swing bikes? <laughs> <laughs> Life changing. It sounds like we all should be riding yeah. that. Mm. Imagine how happy are we? How I, happy are we? I know what be? I'm doing next. Girl, bye bike. <laughs> we need less things, but except for swing bikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That just, was... just go with the. Does it spark joy? Yeah, Obviously, there you go, it does. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Who was that? Uh, some woman whose book is exploding and has been. I have it's no con- idea. Kondo. I haven't. It's um, not I haven't Mar- read it. Shucks, not Marie Kondo. I think was she Japanese? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not I know the person. A, I know. To ask. I totally know what book you're no, talking about. No, it's something. It's something my girlfriend tells me all the time mm-hmm. with all the. If it doesn't I'm, spark I'm joy, quite, mm-hmm. I'm quite a pack rat. So, <laughs> yeah, I have stuff that like maybe I will make into some kind of art project sometime in the future. And she's like. Aaron, does this spark joy? Yeah. <laughs> is this currently nope. sparking joy in you right now? Or is it? But sp- it might. <laughs> but it might. Sparks consternation. <laughs> yes. Well, that is it. We've reached the end of yet another fine episode of the Sprocket <laughs> Podcast. This is uh, part three A, B, C, D. And if you've made it this far, you are excellent. <laughs> and I'm just glad that we have. I'm not even Catholic and I'm crossing this. I can use whatever help. Alright. Here we go. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is the Sprocket Podcast at oh the Sprocket <laughs> Email to the Sprocket Podcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagram at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headlines. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to Ryan J. Lane. Wait, I said that for theme music. Thanks to our sustaining <laughs> donors, Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katharina Mellumgard. Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie. Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lane. Richard Wazenski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish. Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss, Doug, Todd Parker. Dan Gebhardt, who's a time traveler. Zoe Campagna, Dave Nose. Chris Smith, Christy Kaster, Caleb Jenkinson. J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt. Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom. Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder. Anna. I'll be home soon. John Wasserman, <laughs> Andre Johnson, King of Division. Josh Zeeson, Richard G., yours truly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had you read your own name this week. <laughs> Aaron Green. I wasn't say we were like sons and founder of the Reed Granary. Campsite, Mac Nurse Davis. Kathy at Cycling. <laughs> Kathy at Cycling, Walking, Eating, Talking. Nathan Poulton, Chris Rossin, Rory in Michigan. Michael Flournoy, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay. Tim Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugel. Ed Whitman, EJ Finneran, who's right here. Yeah. And Paul Culberson, if that's your real name. Brad Hepwell, Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchinson. Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam. Derek Wagner, Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing. Woo, I'll be at your store soon. David Moore, Dennis O'Brien, Todd Grosbeck. Chris Barron, Chris Barron. Chris Barron, <laughs> Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite, Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, and to all of our former donors, let's just welcome Armando to the crew. Woo! Woo! For all of those who've helped us get this far, now brush your teeth and go to bed. Banana, 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 banana,
Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-